0: But what we have in today's first reading is uh, the encapsulation of 40 years, the first 40 years of Moses' life. And uh, if you look at that, uh, the passage, you see how God already is protecting and providing for Moses that he's sent uh, uh, down the river by his mother to protect him. Of course, we heard yesterday about how uh, Pharaoh did not know Joseph and decided that these Hebrews were too much, and he was afraid of them. Isn't it interesting? Uh, People are always afraid of those who profess the right faith, but you can think about that on your own. But uh, so he has a plan to get rid of them, kill, kill all the boys, as I was reflecting on it yesterday, it's like, that's wrong. Why would he want to kill all the boys? It's the girls who have the children, right? But the boys are the ones who fight the army, in the army. He was more afraid of the army than he was of their uh, multiplication, their growth as a nation. And maybe women provided more than uh, a few services too, you know, textiles and various other things. So... It might have been strategic, but there Moses is born, and his mother tries to hide him and and is successful for three months. But what happens at three months is they start to make more noise, and, and then he, of course, but his sister Miriam watching. And, of course, Pharaoh's daughter coming down to the riverbank. As somebody pointed out some time ago, I forget what his... Uh, his or her title was, but this would have been highly unusual. A Pharaoh's daughter going down to a riverbank like a commoner to take a bath. Mm, that, that probably didn't happen. But wh- however it was, Pharaoh's daughter finds Moses and, and uh, Miriam comes and, do you want me to find somebody to nurse? Oh, that would be wonderful. Here, mom. Can you imagine? And unlike... Uh, Uh, Prince of Egypt, uh, this uh, movie that came out a few years ago that made it sound like, uh, yeah, that really dates me too, doesn't it? But it makes it sound like Moses didn't know his heritage at all until it was revealed to him. No, Moses must have known his heritage because even before this, he begins to understand and he has a heart for his fellow kinsmen. They must have been older than him, by the way, because all the boys uh, otherwise would have been killed but he sees these these uh being mistreated and he defends them to the point of murder remember that the commandments hadn't been given yet so although that's a little facetious perhaps Moses was so zealous to protect them that he did whatever it took and of course the next day and then he escapes and, of course, uh, we'll hear about Moses in the next few days uh, as I looked ahead. But, uh, um, so I don't want to steal too much of my thunder, but how God had prepared, them, prepared him for this mission, that God had, had his eye on him. And did Moses take that for granted? Perhaps. Perhaps he didn't understand what was happening, why, why all these things had happened. It's usually at after all the facts that we begin to look back and begin to understand, and perhaps that's what's going on today in today's uh, gospel passage too. Jesus reproaching these three particular towns Chorazin, Bethsaida, and Capernaum. Capernaum, of course, was the center of most of his ministry. It's on the north side of the Sea of Galilee, and where Saint Peter and Saint uh, uh, James were from. John and and, uh, uh, Saint Peter and Saint Andrew and Saint John and Saint St. James, we're probably all from that particular area, but we know at least St. Peter and and St. Andrew. Major miracles happening, and yet there's not this strong conversion among the people except those that uh, were immediate recipients, perhaps, of those miracles. Or Chorazin and Bethsaida, you know, how miracles had happened there, and and not this huge response. And Jesus calling them out and, and Anyone listening to him would have been particular from those particular towns would have been insulted. Tyre and Sidon were pagan cities, they were not Jewish. And he says if that would have been performed there, they would have converted, uh, would have been in, sitting in sackcloth and ashes. If you remember Nineveh and the preaching of Jonah, that's what they did sackcloth and ashes. They converted, they didn't take it for granted. Or Capernaum, can you imagine being called Sodom? that you're worse than Sodom. And we heard about that a few weeks ago, of course, how, how God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah because their, um, their sin, the grave sin. And we get, get the name Sodomite from that, uh, from that. in particular a grave, particularly grave sin, and saying, look, if this would have happened there, they would have been here to this day. Instead, to this day, no one knows exactly where Sodom is. It's been completely wiped off the map. They didn't... Capernaum, the citizens of Capernaum were probably taking it for granted. Well, we're descendants of Moses. We're descendants of, uh, we've received the commandments, we're, we're living those commandments, we're, we're safe. You know, when it comes to uh, the day of judgment, no one's safe automatically, except those that have responded, those that have repented, those that recognize how God has provided what we need in Jesus Christ. This day, that might be an invitation to us not to take our faith for granted, but rather to proclaim it boldly, perhaps as uh, even St. Henry encouraged us, to proclaim the faith, even if it's a formula that we don't fully understand, but to proclaim it and stand firm in our faith in Jesus Christ.